At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. On a Tuesday night, Sean's fist is waving as we are on the board in the VEASAN baseball pentathlon. The Rays have got it done. Derek Stevens kind enough to hang out with us on a Tuesday night. We will get into all that. I was just mentioning uh, coming in, you haven't heard what we're doing with this baseball pentathlon, this competition? I, I, I heard a little bit, but I, but I need a little explanation. So over the span of this week, we are going to be doing a competition. All the shows on the network and a couple other uh, baseball insiders that we have, Adam Burke, Wes Reynolds, they're going to be doing it on their own. So last night, yesterday was totals. Today, each show had to pick one underdog and one favorite, so two plays. Tomorrow is a run line bet, and then Thursday is a prop. prop. Mm-hmm. And the winner will be announced Friday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Follow the Money. So, unfortunately, last night, Derek, we had we got host. We had Phillies. We got host under first five, three and a half, one to nothing. Bottom five. Aaron Nola's on the mound for the Phillies. The ace gives up three runs in the bottom. Gives up three. Yeah. So we were uh, we we started off with a loss. But we did have the Rays. The Rays just uh, came back down 2 nothing. Chris Sale threw five scoreless. Then uh, then the Red Sox started throwing the ball around. So we got a victory there. We need a comeback here. But the Dodgers, with that offense, we could pull it off. Down 6-4 to the Cardinals. That's our favorite tonight. So, uh, But, yeah, so that's what we've been doing here. So do you get a point for every no, win? No, hypothetical. Or? It's a $100 wager. Yep. Okay. And it pays out based on the odds. Okay. So if you took... Yankees minus three hundred is your favorite. You'd win like you win less than if you know somebody took a minus one twenty. What was your what was your raise number? Plus one hundred five. Okay, yeah. So we got we got hoes yesterday. If Nola just gets us out of the bottom of the fifth, one zero game now. So we got two and a half run cushion. We had plus one hundred three. We would have been in the lead, but such is so is baseball. Yep, and uh, right now we're technically five bucks in in the black, but. We got to wait for this game to uh, conclude. Hopefully, the Dodgers can pull it off. But you're in studio. Uh, we got big things going on here. I mean, the people are, are walking around. We hit on a little bit on Friday night, Derek, but 
the summer league, and you you alluded to it, but it is, and we're bearing the fruits of the summer league tonight. Luca Garza is going to stop by. Joe Wieskamp's going to stop by. There's a couple other Iowa folks. Fran McCaffrey's in the house. So what's going on with Iowa? And you've got a great partnership with the state of Iowa with Circus Sports being there. So this seems to make a ton of sense for you. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of it. I can tell you how it started here. It started last year. We had an individual that came in, uh, great personality, got to meet one of the casino hosts. This is, again, why it's so important to have a casino host here in Vegas. <laughs> Our casino host, his name was Tyler Mays. Got to be friends with him. What do you do? They started talking. Why are you here? Summer league. Oh, are you a basketball fan? Yeah, my kid plays. Mm. Okay. You know, about an hour later, who's your kid? Luca Garza. Oh, why are you staying here? Well, because we heard the owners like uh, from Detroit and wanted to stay at the D. Like, oh, okay. Got to be friends. Next thing you know, because he was playing for the Pistons yep. last year. And uh, next thing you know, one thing leads to the next. He loved it down here, came to stay at Circa, and, and he said, hey, I got an idea. This was the other night when you guys were there. Yeah. I, remember, we, I, I saw, mean, saw the gears going in everyone's yeah, head there. We, we negotiated this deal <laughs> sitting at the bar and uh, said, hey, uh, I want to bring an alumni, uh, Iowa alumni event here in. There's one day, one day next week when none of the Iowa players are playing, and it's Tuesday. We do something upstairs. Like, okay, what are you thinking? Then all of a sudden, just, okay, now they're going to do an uh, autograph thing, meet and greet, uh, legacy club buyout, and hanging around. Now, yeah, Lucas, Lucas I guess, going to be coming on, on yeah. here right after. Luca, Joe Wieskamp, yeah. um, the McCaffreys may or may not stop by, but, yeah, it's it's – you know, summer league, and I saw over the weekend. You know, Duncan Robinson. You and was he giving you some tips, some some jump shooting tips? Yeah, I mean, you see, I'm even sitting down all the time, and I'm, I'm not the guy at the end of the bench. My little three point game's going by. <laughs> I saw you hit the shot too. I was standing I mean, right there. He's like that. I yeah, need a little help there. You put your right leg in there. That's what I'm missing. Can I give a shout out to the guards, the family too? Tremendous group. I mean, because uh, the mom and dad were here, the grandfather was here. I think a couple of the Iowa alums. Awesome group of people. Hope nothing for the best. And Luca, the best for Luca. I mean, and I'm looking forward to Luca coming in studio uh, and Joe Wieskamp. But uh, you know, I got to talk to Luca. Sean, you talked to him as well. I mean, great kid. I mean, you know, you know why he's from the DC area. It just makes all the sense, you know. Yeah. Any anyone who grows up in that area, obviously, it's just yeah, great job, University of Maryland. And coach is coming. <laughs> yeah, Fran McCaffrey will be here. And uh, I might need a little help because uh, I unbelievably I had somebody reach out and saying, "Hey, I'm buddies with John Beeline." And uh, can I give him your number? I'm like, yeah, okay. And I've never met John Beeline. Really? But I'm, I'm a Michigan guy. But, I was going to say, know. you've never met John Beeline. No. No, I never met Where's John Where's he at now? Because he went from Michigan to Cleveland, right? Yeah. yeah and then, and then, and and then now, now he is here. He's he is, working with the NBA on some fashion. He is the uh, Senior Director of Development of Talent for the Detroit Pistons. Oh, okay. Nice. So he is nice. at the Pistons game right now. They're playing the Pacers. He'll be down here in a little bit. So I invited him over. But I don't know. I, we got McCaffrey here and Beeline here. I, oh, I didn't have a chance yeah. to tell each other. rivalry. I don't know. We'll the excitement's got to be big in Detroit, too. I mean, Sadiq Bay, uh, Cunningham picked up Ivy, Durin. Yeah, like, exciting. they got some talented young guys. And and Beeline just sent me a text saying, hey, I might be bringing some other coaches with me. Mm-hmm. So I just I just threw the game on. Who is he sitting with? Uh, Jim Beheim. Well, Bayheim's well, got his on the two Pistons, kids. Yeah, right. Two yeah. kids, so both the Bayheims. That's why I told you guys get ready for Legacy Club tonight. We don't know what we're. Gonna I mean, we, last time we saw the Bayheims, they were trying to single-handedly beat your Blue Devils over there. They were hitting everything under the sun. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, the defense wasn't the Duke's strength this year. I mean, shout out to Jim Bayheim. I mean, in a sport that has so much turnover, I mean, he's been at the top, the pinnacle of the sport for so long. 
I mean, hats off to him. It's hard to stay on top for an extended period of time, and he's done it. And he did it without doing the one and dones for the most part. So he's still recruiting well, he high school ti- kids, he won his developing only title players. With the one and yeah. Right. I mean, Carmelo, special player. Well, I'm saying, and that was the title he won. But I don't even think the one and done thing was popular when Melo was there. That was more so guys well, stayed could, two you, years. Well, you could go straight to the pros right. when Melo went to high, when, when he went there. But you know, it, it's fascinating, too, because you mentioned Jimmy. Another Maryland kid, by the way. Way to go, uh, University of Maryland. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Carmelo <laughs> was staying home. Uh, uh, you look at the Bayheims, you look at the McCaffreys. I mean, being in a top-tier Division One men's basketball coach, you got to make some tough decisions, but their kids were good enough to play for them. I mean, both the Bayheim sons and then – the McCaffrey boys are, are both playing for, for their son. I mean, I know there's some dads out there who are coaching at a high level. Sometimes your son's just not good enough, and you got to make, make a real tough decision. But That's got to be an awesome feeling because yeah. I have two boys. And listen, my hope is that they're just competent high school athletes at least. I just want to be able to go to the high school game and, you know, my son contribute. Like if they were to make it to, like, big-time college sports, I mean, that's just icing on top of the cake. You know who made it to big time? Your wife made it to big time on that tweet today. Oh, yeah. You saw that? I, I liked it. I yeah, like, oh, I saw it. I saw like, it. Maybe this was something for the next segment. We're throwing, What'd boy, she say she when uh, she say, uh, husbands that cook, uh, I'll cook yeah. if you go buy the food, uh, do the sides, <laughs> and prepare yeah. everything. I'm always flip-flopping. I'll just do the grill. <laughs> right. Something like that. That was tweet of the day for me. She thinks she's good. funny. <laughs> hey, a um, couple things. Yeah. Um, number one, we, we broke a 1,000 entries in yeah, the football looking, contest nice nice both. there so we go took us eight weeks to get a thousand better than last year yeah it's is better than last good year. but now we got eight weeks to do eleven thousand more so <laughs> so we we hope people are uh driving in flying in booking their tickets when does the sweat begin for you oh it, it has already begun <laughs> it's absolutely begun. if you just do a 10 percent increase though you should hit the mark right by no, the way I no mean, no we need a 34 percent. well we need a 33 percent well you gotta uh I, I guess i don't like to make assumptions but you would assume that the week before it'll three Labor or four weekends right? the big push, yeah, it'll right? three or four right. people come out here three right. day weekend that'll be the big push but it's a lot of people that have the entry that are trying to parlay the entry through other things yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true that's true um Last year, you were you made it for millions, but you had an overlay on Survivor. Is that right? Right, right, right. We did like four point one million in Survivor, but we guaranteed six. Yeah. So we came back and guaranteed six again. So we got to grow. <laughs> this is one we got to grow. We got to grow. This I think you're gonna make it. Because I'm doing six this year. I only did one last year. Oh, two. Right. I only okay. did two last year. So, okay. so there you go. Plus that's five. four extra right there. There we go. Uh, yeah, four yeah. extra. Inch we got by we got inch. We actually have an internal nightcap cigar wager. Uh, one of our guys in production, Nikki Pats, has challenged me that his one entry will last longer than my six. Whoa. You see the respect I get on my own show? This is unbelievable. You did, you did bow out after two weeks last year. Yeah, I, it was, I was a newbie. I was a newbie. And you know what I did last year that I will not do this year? I will not listen to one other soul. Just go with my gut. If I went with my gut last year, I probably would have won. No, you wouldn't. Because my gut said take Houston week one. My gut said take Washington week two. And I allowed the noise to talk way, me out of this it. Is, this is the type of guy that I have to deal with every night when he said, I'm going to take Washington in a division game on Thursday night football in week two as a one-point favorite, which a game they lost 
but because the Giants are such a debacle of a franchise, they false started and they got to kick again. There's and they missed. no one that. What, how was? How many people split survival last? Was it five? Five split. It. Five. There, not one of those five didn't have a close call. Yeah, that would have been my close call. Oh, okay. I allowed oh, that okay. sentiment to talk me out of Washington. You picked Atlanta in week one? Yeah, because I, I allowed you guys to talk me out of Houston. All I'm saying is I'm not saying you're not going to be right, Derek, but I'm going with my gut. Could you imagine being his coach? It wasn't my fault. The, the receiver ran the round Hey, listen, out. one thing all my coaches would say, I got them all paid, baby. It's not one coach that I played for that didn't get paid. <laughs> Uh, Derek Stevens, you hang out a little bit more? I'm going to go up to the figure. I'll see you a little bit later. All right, that's Derek Stevens. We got some special guests coming in next. Stick around. It's the Nightcap here on BC. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zin 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zin Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zin Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zin 10 Challenge today at Zin.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Zin Nicotine Pouches are only for adults. 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We have a first. Sean, is the first time a guest has joined us that is taller than me. I am so excited about this. I do not this. like it whatsoever, but he's from Washington, D.C., so we give him a pass. Luca Garza in the house. How are you, Luca? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. All-time great at Iowa. The uh, I was looking it up. So you are the first player in... Big Ten history, 2,000 points, 850 rebounds, 125 blocks, and 103 pointers, Sean. It's pretty good. Hey, man, it's tremendous, and I love the fact that nobody expected it. Like I like when a a young man goes to a college and he's kind of under the radar and he transforms himself into not just a good player but the best player in the Big Ten (laughs) and then gets to realize his dream of playing in the NBA. I mean, that is tremendous. Uh, think about University of Maryland. If they would have gotten Carmelo and then Luca Garza, maybe, just maybe, men's basketball might be a little different. Not sending a shot at Aaron Oster, our producer, <laughs> who's a Maryland Terp fan, but, I mean, hey, facts are facts. I, I had a little thing, and this is what he does. He just 
completely derailed. But that's what quarterbacks do. <laughs> I, I had this whole thing said I was going to get a shot of our producer back there because he's a Maryland alum and just had this whole big thing. Maybe we'll do that later. We can still do it. Uh, Luca Garza in here. So, Luca, you're playing for Portland here this uh, during Summer League. Last year was with Detroit. So let the folks know kind of your situation heading into your second year in the league because – you know, for your first season, your rookie season, you got to start five games for the Pistons. You, you know, were you know had honors in the G League. So, what's your situation heading into year two? Yeah, rookie year was incredible. It, it was fun. It was a learning experience. I got to experience so many different things, as you mentioned. You know, starting five games in the NBA. You know, playing very well. You know, in the rotation and also playing in the G League for a long time. With you know, we had one of the best teams in the G League. So. Got to experience a lot and had a lot of fun this year. And now I'm a free agent going mm-hmm. into this year, so I'm playing summer league right now, and I'm um, trying to see what's out there, what opportunities, and what's next on the horizon for myself. So talk me through this. I mean, because you can't downplay this. Now it's one thing to be on the roster; it's another thing when you know you're starting. So talk me through the pregame. Did you work on how you're gonna pull the pants off when they announce Luca Garza? <laughs> I mean, did you? Get with your teammates and, like, work on the dance. I know you guys got, like, all the hand claps. Talk me through the emotions and ultimately that experience, the first time hearing your name called as a starter. Yeah, it was incredible. You know, uh, you know, it actually came out of a little situation. One of our starters got suspended for a couple games and, you know, it actually worked out for myself. So I, I got to step in there and start. But, no, you, you experience all those nerves. You know, you haven't done the handshake line in a while since college. You know, I, 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 nobody knew my handshake. Yo, they weren't used to me starting either. So kind of had to figure that out for sure. Um, but it was an incredible experience. And then, you know, a uh, couple months later when COVID happened, you know, started three games in a row uh, again. And uh, that was another uh, in, incredible experience for myself. And, and it helped me develop as a player. And I think in general, you know, uh, there's nothing like those game-like reps when you're playing that many minutes as a starter. And I think that's when the game really started to slow down for me at the NBA level. You know, Luca, it was it was funny. I was going back through, you know, some of your highlights this year in the NBA and in your game logs, and you had a couple 20-point games. And and interestingly enough, you're here tonight with uh, your former Iowa teammate Joe Wieskamp, mm-hmm. who's with the San Antonio Spurs. Your coach is here, Fran McCaffrey, his sons who are still on the Iowa roster, and uh, you're two. Would you say your two best games came against the Spurs? You had 20 against them in both games. Joe Wieskamp is on the Spurs. He's on the other side. You dropped 20 uh, the day after Christmas and then 20 on New Year's Day in an overtime win. So what was it? Was it that friendly face? On the, you're, like, you're, used to, you're used to kicking his butt in practice. You're like, all right, I got you, Joe. This is gonna, it made you feel good or something. You know, it might have been the familiarity that helped me out a little bit. Uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. And, you know, he got to – we both played against each other in both of those matchups. So that was, that was a really cool experience. And even my first bucket in uh, preseason, we both scored our first bucket in the NBA at the same time in the same game in Detroit against the Spurs. So – no, the Spurs, uh, you know, it's been a good team for me so far. <laughs> I got to holler at my boy Popovich, man. Hey, hey, you better get my guy. And then I'm going to text Chauncey. You and Joe. Pop's trying to get Luca. <laughs> I mean, Joe and, uh, Joe and Luca, look, they had a pretty good thing going in Iowa over all those years, all those points. So uh, we're, we're, I think we're going to catch up with Joe here in, in a moment. But uh, I'm curious, though, you know, for you, rookie year, and you played 32 games with the Pistons, and you had two games against the Bucks. Uh, you played against the Nets, so you're playing against guys like Giannis, like Kevin Durant. I mean, those are your sides. So did you have times on the floor where you matched up with either one of those guys? Yeah, both games against the Bucks, I, I was guarding Giannis for a period of time. That's you know, One fun. of those games, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not so much when he gets the rebounds, pushing it. 
pushing it the whole way and he's seven foot and you know can make every move that you need to make so you know it was that was a learning experience for sure especially the first time and i think you kind of have to figure out ways uh you know to kind of be able to slow him down because you can't stop him but you can you can try to slow him down and what's really interesting though you know you go in the second round last year uh joe Wieskamp goes in the second round as well i mean the, the success you guys had over your entire career at iowa was tremendous and then you you think back to last year Keegan Murray didn't start for you guys, mm-hmm. and he's the fourth overall pick. He's headed to Sacramento. So did you see something in practice with Keegan that you said, that kid's got something there, he, he's got something special? For sure. Yeah. You know, the moment he walked on campus, him and his brother, you know, playing pickup with us, it was like, how was this kid not recruited by anybody? <laughs> you know, he was confident. He was shooting you know, a whole bunch, and uh, you know, it was fun to watch. You know, he was a guy you wanted to play with. And you know, during the season, it was, it was really – cool to see how he embraced his role you know he wasn't a starter but he was able to come in every single game and impact it you know whether that being on, on the defensive end or getting on the glass and stuff like that and so you know once I you know kind of remembered what I saw offensively from him and all those pickup games that we played and then I saw what he did on the defensive end and the different ways he affected the games for us I thought you know if he could put it all together that you know he'd be one of the best players in America and obviously I didn't you know foresee him to make that huge of a jump in one year right um but you could definitely see it was going to happen at some point and it, and it happened quick for him because he's a hard worker and he's got a great family and great great people around him. well i'll tell you this tim murray aka i call him the ginger genius he was keegan murray's number one fan i mean he was on the show keegan murray for player of the year so he's when you great, see he's got Keegan, a great last name. let him know Tim is his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, us Murrays have to uh, have to stick together. Luca, you guys look just alike. We do very similar. <laughs> a lot of similarities. <laughs> uh, hanging out with Luca Garza, the 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 pride of Washington D.C. Went to the Murray School uh, back in the day. I played played against Murray way before. First of all, way before Luca. First of all, when you're talking about a guy that can play basketball, don't interject with your career. Why? Because. <laughs> I mean, you were a great bench teammate. I mean, you were the guy that was into the game, emotional. You know, you come off the, the emotions are low. In college, T- all right? You I know, Tim played, was the one met you in half court. Come on, baby, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, we do have one picture of him playing basketball. <laughs> and we're not sure what he's doing, Luca. Because um, the ball's here. He seems like he's coming back down. He's reaching this way the ball's going that way we, we haven't really been able to get the live video to see exactly what happened but the still shot doesn't look good this is what it, i have to deal with luca every it would have been fun to match up with the heights yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> oh man um well um you know going back playing in dc growing up you you told me a story we only got two minutes left so we'll do it abbreviated because people think okay washington dc hotbed of hoops which it was you were first team all met in washington and for the washington poach which is by the way a ridiculous honor um and you go to Iowa mm-hmm. so you told me the story of how Fran McCaffrey kind of started to to fall in love with Luca Garza what, what how did that unfold so we had an AAU uh tournament in Atlanta actually um going into my 16U season which meant I was a sophomore in, in high school so it was pretty early on and I actually got to play against Connor McCaffrey um you know in this tournament but it was a dead period so no coaches could be there no college coaches but one could be there because his son was playing and that was Fran McCaffrey and so all you know our our coaches were telling us hey there's one coach here you know it's a big opportunity so um you know I went out there I had a really good game and then I actually was in a camp a month later with Connor again that's when we really met and became friends and and I got to play against him again and 
So I, I was able to have a couple of good games against his teams, and, and that's when Coach Fran started recruiting me, and you know, the rest is history. Player of the year, two-time All-American, 2,000 points, 850 rebounds, 125 blocks, 100 threes. Uh, just, just remind our producer, Aaron Oster, you're from Washington, D.C. Did you get a scholarship <laughs> offer from Maryland? <laughs> No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I just, uh, just a reminder, January 7th of your senior year uh, at Maryland, 89-67 Iowa, 24 points from Luka, just 17 in the first half. No big deal. So it might have been on his mind just a little bit. Hey, Luka, we appreciate it, man. Wish you nothing but the best. And, uh, yeah, make your calls. Call some people right Yeah, when I will. I got you, dog. I got <laughs> call you, up yeah. Popovich. Call I'll up everybody. Luca Garza, one of the greats of Iowa history. Uh, we'll be back on the other side here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's an Iowa-themed evening. We just had Luca Garza in studio, and now his former teammate, now a member of the San Antonio Spurs, Joe Wieskamp. They lethal from downtown joining us in studio. Joe, we appreciate it, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you guys having me. So the uh, the Summer League, did you sprain the ankle in Summer League, or was this pre-Summer League? It was in uh, Summer League training camps, like the, the last day before we came out here. So I was pretty disappointed, but... I've uh, just been rehabbing and just being around the team, trying to learn uh, as much as I can. We got to get some Iowa swag. <laughs> I mean, this is the second big-time former Iowa Hawkeye we've had on the show. So one of you guys will give you the uh, address. You guys got to send us some Iowa swag so, you know, we can rock the Hawkeye. We got you. Absolutely. This is what happens. A former NFL quarterback who won a Super Bowl is asking for free stuff. Well, because this I, is the type of show we I, have I, I like, like, especially when they, I like the black hoodies. I mean, yeah, it's just something. Yeah. I do like the black. The black yeah. is sharp. Oh, now you want one. Well, I didn't play in the NFL or have a Super Bowl. I mean, so friendship is ask, so overrated. I, can ask for, I had to pay my way through college, unlike you over there. <laughs> oh, you uh, don't think I paid my way through college? Which way? Joe, did you pay your way through college? No, he did not. They think being an athlete is, is easy. Yeah, I was an athlete, and I paid my way through college. We're talking about one that's on the team. We're not talking about intramurals and all of that foolishness. <laughs> You're unbelievable. <laughs> we, have a, we have a great guest in studio. We do. Trying to Sorry, Joe. Derail it. Sorry. Uh, Joe, so drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, what, what was that first year like for you? Because you, you started on a two-way, then by the end of the season, you were you know, locked in with the Spurs. So that first rookie campaign, I know, you know with the protocols a, a little wacky, but still... How was that first season for you being with the Spurs organization? Yeah, overall, I'd say it was really good. Um, just a big learning year, uh, being back and forth, you know, being with San Antonio, just being around the team, trying to learn as much as possible, you know, what, what goes into a game day, you know, um, just your routine every day, what's it like on a road trip, what goes into the scouting report, um, and then just being in Austin, being, you know, have some more freedom and play a lot and um, just have the ability to, to learn and develop, um, I think was a great opportunity for me. And so I, I looked at both opportunities wherever I was as a positive and just tried to make the most of it. I'm always curious, Joe, because you were, you know, a, a lethal three point shooter in college and obviously carried over to the pros. And that's a big reason why the Spurs selected you 41st overall just a couple of years ago. 37% from three in the G League as a, as a shooter. And I know ranges extended more and more, even in the college levels, but 
Was that a difficult transition? What did you do to prepare yourself for the extended three in, in, in the NBA? Yeah, I don't think the distance necessarily bothered me. Um, ever since the season ended, I was working, you know, just getting a lot of reps up with, with the new line. But I think the biggest thing was I was just getting more volume. Mm -hmm. So I was going from shooting five threes a game to trying to get eight to ten up per game. So I think um, just getting more comfortable with anytime, you know, anytime you have a free look, just be, being able to, to take that and knock those down. So I think it was just the adjustment um, in that, that aspect. You know, coming in and getting by, selected by San Antonio and having arguably the greatest coach of all time, you know, on that bench. And then to be, you know, like I said, you were two-way to start, had some, you know, time in the G League, but then come the new year, you were, you know, on that roster for the remainder. Being under the tutelage of, of Greg Popovich, you know, he kind of seems a little bit surly to the, you know, to the media at times, but everyone to a man says he's just tremendous. What was your experiences like with, with pop? Yeah. I mean, it's just special. I'm thankful for the opportunity to, to learn and play under him. Um, and just experience what it's like to play for the, you know, winning coach mm -hmm. that's done it before and had the experience and has developed players and just all those types of things. It was, it was a special year and I'm looking forward to, to learning more from him. Now, Tim Duncan's a good friend of mine. We actually used to go to St. Croix and do a football camp. And I've told him multiple times, I'm really not sure what he actually does for the Spurs. So what does Tim Duncan actually do? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he comes around every once in a while. Uh, but I'm not sure his, his exact role. See, I've sent the Glazer family and the Bucks. I've sent them video of Tim at the games. Why can't you come up with a six-figure role for me to kind of do the same thing Tim does, which is nothing? I'm sure he's helping with scouting or something. They, they find a way. Joe Wieskamp joining us in studio, a member of the San Antonio Spurs, and, of course, uh, Iowa great three years at Iowa. You know, those teams were so fun to watch. I, I got to imagine, you know, there, there's so many different sty styles that are played, and, and you guys, you know, your final year had the Murray Twins, had Luca, yourself, you know, the McCaffreys. I mean – there were some guys who could ball and, you know, just get up and down. So those practices had to have just been so much running, you know, because you guys were one of the most prolific, if not the most prolific offense in the country your final year there. So, you know, what was that style like and, and how much did that prepare you for the NBA? It was a blast. I love playing there. And I think it starts with Coach McCaffrey, just his, you know, um, game plan and just preaching, pushing the ball and trying to get as many possessions as possible. And if you have an open look, he's going to give you the green light to take it. And I think that's what all of us players loved, you know, playing for him is just you had that freedom out there to if you had a shot, he's, you know, he's letting you take that. So um, it was a lot of fun in practice just going at guys and um, playing with a guy like Luca and Keegan, two really great players. And um, yeah, it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. You know, I got a question. And I, the obvious answer is the players are better. So, so I don't want that answer. What's the biggest difference between the college game and the pro game outside of the fact that the guys are, are taller, longer, more athletic, just better players? I mean, all that goes into it. But I think just the speed of the game, um, you look at the analytics of it and just the number of possessions that each team has. Um, you're getting up and down the court so fast. The shot clock plays a factor. Um, so I, I'd say that's the biggest difference when you take those things out of it. We're talking once again to Joe Wieskamp. Uh, big uh, event here uh, at Circa tonight for uh, for the Iowa uh, fan base is yourself and Luca and the McCaffreys, you know, Franz here and, and his two sons who are still on the Iowa roster. The fan base at Iowa. Now, it was like 20 years ago, I was down in Tampa 
and they were playing in the Outback Bowl. And it was black and yellow everywhere in that entire city for the entire week. So, you know, you're from Iowa, so you know firsthand, but let the people know about the fan base because there is, you know, Die hard as there are. I wouldn't be surprised after Lucas tweet if a couple people in Iowa City just jumped on a plane right away <laughs> and figured out a way to get to Vegas. Yeah, we have a great fan base. Uh, just obviously, our my junior year, Lucas senior year, COVID happened, so mm-hmm. we definitely missed that. But um, just every game they were there, you know, showing support. Football is a whole different level. Kinnick <laughs> is packed every game, yeah. but. Um, we travel well, you know, any, any road game we had, there was always a lot of fans, as you said, bowl games, they travel well and, um, they're diehard Hawkeye fans out there. So we appreciate it. What were some of the differences? I'm curious because D- Luca's a DC kid. You're from Iowa. So him coming to Iowa, did you have to tell him some of the ins and outs, the, the local, uh, lingo or did he fit in? All right. He fit in pretty good. I think the McCaffrey's <laughs> helped him out with that a lot. <laughs> Until they took him cow tipping. And then it was like, ah, this might be a little different. I'll say, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I've never been to an Iowa basketball game, but I did call college games. So I did Iowa Northwestern at Kinnick. I've never been offered more brats from the time I parked to the time I got in the stadium. The best group of fans I've ever been. I mean, they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta ask because so many people watching, I, I'm a huge college basketball fan and, and I've loved watching it. And you watch Iowa and you watch Fran and you're like, man, that doesn't look like a very nice fella. <laughs> How is he as a coach? Because I was talking to Luca on Friday night and he says, yeah, mostly he's getting fired up at the refs, not at us. So right. how is Fran McCaffrey as a coach? Because the the persona that he puts out there is one that of uh, not a guy that you want to hang out with. Yeah, I mean, during the games, he's a whole different <laughs> whole different guy. He gets really into it. But like Lucas said, I mean, he's just he's more on the refs than he is on us. But um, he's a guy that lets you play freely, like I said, and um, he gives you the confidence to go out there and do what you do and play your game. And so I think that's why so many guys want to play for him. And I know that's why Luca came to to Iowa to play for him. And um, yeah, I mean, he lets you play free, but he's he's a good guy off the court, and he cares about you. So I'm curious because you know you're a, you know a, a deep range shooter. That's your specialty. Watching Steph up close and personal, being on the same level as him, playing him, you know, this year was he a guy that you uh, I want I don't know if mimicked, but was he someone that you watched a lot, you know, throughout your your maturation as a as a high school into college player? Yeah, I mean, I watched all all NBA shooters, and but I'd say more guys like Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, Duncan Robinson, guys like that that don't necessarily have the ball in their hands as right. much. Um, just coming off screens, coming off dribble handoffs, things like that is what I watch more. But anytime you can watch a shooter like that and just the way that he moves without the ball, um, you can pick up things from just about anyone on the floor. Yeah, I met Duncan the other night. He was here. Tremendous guy. Yeah, he's awesome. I'll say this about Steph. He doesn't get enough credit for his handle. He's incredible. Like his handle is like elite. Like very few guys that can shoot like him have that kind of handle. I mean, it's tremendous. Joe, we have 30 seconds left. I, I said this to Luca. I'm curious. Keegan Murray, you knew that he'd be the fourth overall pick, right, as soon as he walked on the campus? I don't think anyone did. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a credit to him and all his hard work, and uh, I'm super excited for him. Joe, we appreciate it. Joe Wieskamp, San Antonio Spurs. Get that ankle right. Need to get you back on the floor hitting those threes. We appreciate it. Go enjoy yourself. I'm sure there'll be tons of Iowa fans here ready to hang out with you tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There he is, Joe Wieskamp. We're back after this right here on the Nightcap.
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Network. We keep it rolling here on the nightcap. And once again, tonight's theme, Iowa, has uh, two more Iowa Hawkeyes, current Iowa Hawkeyes, join us, the sons of the head coach, Fran McCaffrey. we got Sean King, of course, over there. Uh, Connor and Patrick, gentlemen, welcome to Vegas. Enjoying yourselves. You, I mean, nothing better than coming to Vegas with your dad, who, oh, by the way, is your head basketball coach. So I'm sure you guys are just going nuts here in Las Vegas. Yeah, he got mad at me because I lost some money at the tables. <laughs> 22, by the way. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're everyone's, you're not allowed in Circa unless yeah. you're 21 or over. Everyone's of age here. Um, but, yeah, it was great talking to your your former teammates now, Luca and Joe Wieske. I guess former, former now for, for a couple years. But you guys being here at Summer League, I'm curious. Connor, I'll start with you. Um, you know, watching this and, and you're, I guess, closer to the pros than your brother? I don't know. I mean, you're... I mean, you're you're in your sixth yeah. year now, headed back right. to Iowa, and you're you're gonna be at what, Rising Junior? Uh, well, Redshirt Junior. Redshirt Junior. Yeah. Uh, but watching this and and seeing a lot of guys that you've played against, what what has and played with, you know, what has the summer league been like to you just to to watch as a fan? Yeah, no, I I really enjoy summer league. I love coming out here. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I I especially love watching the guys I played with played against. You know, I re- I really enjoy that. Seeing Luca, seeing Keegan, seeing Weezy, all of those guys, I, I think it's fun. Um, you see them off the court as well, and then also just all the people I played against, like you said, you know, I think it's they're all competing against each other, and uh, you know, so I, I enjoy it. I know it's not the best brand of basketball per se, yeah. I still I still have fun with it, um, and, and I think it's entertaining. I like watching the young guys get out there and, and hoop a little bit. Well, you can use this as an opportunity to, to collect swag. <laughs> yeah, so you have to go back with a bunch of Spurs stuff, Trailblazers, Kings. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, we should. That's we should, right. We should be hitting up everybody. Yes. Well, I mean, look, look at the draft. I used to bring an extra suitcase. I mean, yeah. <laughs> your teammate, your teammate was the fourth overall pick. I mean, look, Luca and Joe are fighting the good fight. Still second round picks. They're doing fine. Their bank account was much better than mine, you know, out of college. But uh, I mean, come on, Keegan's. Fourth overall pick? I mean, yeah. how, you'd be like, yo, Key, where are we going tonight? Are we going to Barry's down here? I mean, come on. I mean, he gave my dad a, a signed jersey. We didn't even get one. <laughs> yeah. like, he, he got my dad like, at the seat, right? We need the suitcase. You're right. Like, what are we doing? You have to yeah. ask. Like, Closed mouths don't get fed. Text Keegan right when you get off the show. Hey, Keegan, I got to get some Kings gear. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll lead to everything else. Whatever the shoe deal is, ah, 
you know, friends kind of, you know, pops kind of like to give us, you know, a bunch of shoes. Yeah, you got you to use it. Yeah. Any up, Key. Well, I, and, and I want to get to him. So Keegan was the fourth overall pick by the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we're talking to uh, the McCaffrey brothers, Connor and Patrick. Patrick, I'll throw this one to you because we had Luca and Joe in here, and they were gone this year, yeah. obviously, in, in the pros. You guys saw the jump. Like, they said, yeah, we could see it. We could see it the first day of pickup. What was this past year like for you guys watching Keegan make this meteoric rise from a really, really good player, you know, big role coming off the bench to, oh, yeah, that guy's going to be a lottery pick and eventually top five pick? Yeah, um, I think we all, like, I hate saying this because it makes me, because, like, but, like, I, I, we all saw it coming. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like saying that because, like, anybody could say that. But, like, <laughs> I, truly, we saw it coming just kind of with what he's able to bring to the table. Um he fits. He's perfect for what the NBA is looking for right now. Just kind of how he plays, positionless, very switchable, guards everybody. So he's perfect for the NBA modern game and shoots a lot of threes. So he's. He, we knew it was coming. He's got a lot of talent, and I'm super happy for him. Um. I, <laughs> so Jim Beheim's here in town, watching his sons. Right, they played for him at Syracuse. You guys are obviously playing for your dad at Iowa. And I was I was joking before, uh, you know, in the first segment. I'm like, man, you gotta. At some point, there's a real talk that happens because there's some coaches that can't recruit their kids because they're not good enough to make the team. So I want to flip it. Did you even have a choice to go to another school than Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> I did. No, my dad, he was supportive of really? it. Really? No, he really was. Uh, he, he gave me the option. He said, hey, whatever, whatever you want to do, I'll support you. My mom was the same way. You know, They never tried to pressure me into anything, but I think the, every, every year I grew up, I kind of always wanted to play for my dad. So that eventually was what I decided to do, obviously. And, uh, you know, I... You must really great. like it. No, I, I love it. Because you're back I'm, for I, six I, years. I, he can't get rid of me. He can't get rid of me. He just keeps buying me new cars every year. I just get new, new stuff. So now the other question is, Jim Beheim has two sons. Yeah. Coach McCarthy has two sons. Who wins the two-on-two? Two? Ooh. We're winning two-on-two. The two. Beheim brothers against the McCaffrey brothers. I like that. I'll take us. I mean, I'm not... You know, I'm taking us. I got confidence. Okay. I got confidence All in right. us. Okay. Can we make that? That's, we can match up with them. That's I mean, a cigar bet. Though. I think that's like an ESPN type of thing. I mean, Absolutely. That would be. That would be that we can be promote that. We can make some money off of impressive that. Impressive to hey, watch. Hey, Tyler NIL into that. Yeah. Um, uh, the McCaffrey brothers are, are here. Um, so you guys got the best of. I'm looking at it right now. Lost the first one. Beat him in the championship. You lost the regular season. Whatever. You won the Big Ten championship. So Jaden Ivey. Uh, what what do you how do you think he'll be in the pros, Jaden? Really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were those he's scouts got, like when you would you know be getting ready yeah. for Purdue? No, I mean he's got like that burst where if you're in if you're in the open court, like I said this the other day, I'm like if he's in the open court, I would just foul him because <laughs> it's like foul him. yeah, you just foul him. <laughs> and they were the bonus. What are you gonna do? He's they too the, fast. They were in the bonus, but I was like, I fouled him. I was like, he's better chance of missing a free throw than he does a dunk. Like <laughs> he's good. Yeah. I mean, seriously. He's I think his fast. game was going to flourish because of the style of basketball Purdue played because of the two big guys. Mm-hmm. You know, in college, the lane's already kind of clogged up. Yeah. So I think this wide-open game, he's going to flourish, especially with Cunningham being the main ball handler so he don't have that pressure, yeah. you know, to have to bring the ball up. I think it's going to be excellent. Yeah. If he can knock down – like, if he can consistently make jumpers – I think he. Which, I, worried, which I think he will. I worried about that. With yeah, him. I, I think he's a good shooter, though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody from Indiana can shoot, and he's from Indiana, so I think that's. I feel like thing. everyone from Iowa can shoot too. You guys... <laughs> Weezy can shoot it. <laughs> Weezy can shoot it. So. Hey, 
Bohannon, Keegan. Um, Jeez, yeah. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. By the way, I just I just like pointing this out. So our our producer is a huge huge. He's a Maryland alum. You guys, Maryland, up, Maryland. Okay. Yeah, you guys put up one ten on him this year at, uh, <laughs> yeah. at at Xfinity Center. So you guys did all right on him. One ten eighty. Karma's so. never gonna shine good on the Terrapins. They didn't recruit Garza, so I mean, <laughs> hey. they've got a full decade of bad karma. Yeah, I will say this though. As we get ready to head into next season, I was looking at the way too early preseason top twenty fives. Now, obviously, this list is flawed because they have Duke number eight. So anything that doesn't start with Duke preseason number one, like I question. <laughs> The judgment, but they don't they don't have Iowa in the early preseason top twenty five. What kind of yeah. motivation does that give you guys to come out and prove everybody wrong? We were never in those. We're never in there. And like every year we just beat everybody who's in there. So it's like, you know, we weren't we were like not ranked for the longest time last year, won the championship the year before, a couple of years prior, just never in there to start the year, and then we ended up, you know, every year we we finish up in Pretty much the similar. I spot. think that's good for you guys. I think you excel with that chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Like the us against the world. Sometimes that's a good space to be in. Yeah. Do you, I always tell people in team sports, success is harder to hand, handle than failure. It's it easy when people don't believe in you to go in there and grind. It's much tougher when like you're on the cover of everything. Like how does Duke live up to expectations every year? Yeah, well, you you're saying you you just yeah. said they're number one, right? Like number one, number one. Listen. They should be number one. I want, us, I want us to go back to four-year players. I'm so sick and tired of having to decide <laughs> if, if this new class of incoming freshmen are going to be good this year because that's the only year we're going to have them. Uh, but, hey, so is life at the top. So when we beat them, you're going to be you're gonna be. Well, you guys might. You're going to be real pissed. I mean, you're talking about 17-year-olds playing against 30-year-olds. I mean, I'm, you guys uh, might hey, beat them. I'm, I'm Team I'm Iowa here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. McCaffrey is going uh, to be taking him to school. What were the rivalries like with you two growing up? Because you're the younger brother. Uh, but you know, you averaged ten point five points per game this year. I'm just saying, you know, uh, what, what were the what were the rivalries like with you two growing up? We we don't really fight very much. Really, like like there's a lot of brothers that fight a lot, but we never really fought. Hmm. So like there really wasn't any rivalries. We never really played against each other. Yeah, like very much because he's older. We're on different teams, whatever. And then like we got to high school, we played together. Mm-hmm. So like we've kind of more so always played together as opposed to you know like having rivalries or whatever. I'm sure like sure we've definitely had our fair share of like heated one-on-one uh, matches or whatever. But for the most part, we don't we don't fight very often. So it's just uh, it hasn't been hasn't been like that. All right, I got to end with this. We got we got a minute to go, guys. Connor and Patrick McCaffrey here. I've I've asked Luca uh, and Joe about it. You guys know him a little bit better. Your dad looks like a mean person on the sidelines to us. <laughs> How how is your dad? I, I bet you is he just like the chillest guy at home? Like yes. how is your dad? I'm so curious. He just wants to sit on the couch and watch movies. He's, he's extremely Nobody chill. believes Super that. Calm. Extremely chill. Yeah. People people probably think he just is like screaming at the television, you know? You just gotta ask anybody who's ever played for him. Or and, knows him. Or like knows him. Off the floor. Yeah, yeah. And, and you'll you'll get the you'll get the right answer. It's so funny. It's like it's like Belichick. People are like, oh Belichick's great. You're like, what? How? He looks so grumpy. Your dad doesn't look grumpy. Your dad just like looks mad all the time. But it, it's funny to hear that. Lucas said the same thing. Joe said the same thing. Like, he's just yelling at the refs. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's yeah, true. That's fair. That is, that is, hey, that's tell him true. to check out Stranger Things if you haven't watched it. It's pretty <laughs> good. It's yeah, good. it's pretty good viewing. He's a big Yellowstone guy. Oh, I love Yellowstone. Like Yellowstone? Oh, that's the best. Oh, well, you guys gosh. go enjoy your that's evening. Enjoy Vegas with your dad and your head coach. That's probably a, a super fun thing yeah. to do. Hey, Connor and Patrick McCaffrey, the Iowa brothers. It's the nightcap here. Yo. Check out the. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.